Welcome to the Teens Talk podcast created by the Student Virtual Board of You Celebrate Diversity. You Celebrate Diversity supports students and teachers organizing locally, educating themselves and their peers, and taking action for inclusion and social justice. For more information, visit ycdiversity.org. Welcome back to season two, which is all about community building. Today, I'm joined with Ready 8 Mogus to discuss opposition and activism. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Teens Talk. Um, I'm your co-facilitator, Lemise McGowey. I'm a virtual intern for You Celebrate Diversity, and um, I am going to get this episode started. So uh, everyone needs community, and it can look different all over the world. The important thing is building a community with the right intention, as well as understanding the possible obstacles that you could face. Um, and a lot of the things that we want to talk about um, in these uh, episodes are going to be different specific topics and themes. So for the, today's theme and topic, it's going to be um, how to deal with opposition. And that could be from starting a club, um, demanding a certain kind of change when you're maybe your school, your job, whatever the case. Um, because we both are still students, this is going to be the perspective of student activists. Um, but join with me is Rediet Mogus. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, my name is Radia Mogus. Um, I'm originally from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Um, I currently live in Aurora, Colorado, and I attend CE Denver. Thank you so much. So um, Radia honestly has a lot of really inspiring stories, and I really like her perspective, which is why I wanted to reach out to her uh, to talk about this topic in this episode. Um, we, as you guys know, in each episode, we call for a little bit prior just to talk about some ideas and topics we might want to go through. So if I ever reference anything, um, it's just to that. But for the rest of the call, it's definitely still organic and just kind of whatever, whatever we end up talking about. So um, I know that um, you have had a great deal of uh, different experiences creating clubs and being part of like actually being an activist and changing things as a student. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about that and just some of the things that you've done before we even get into the, all, all the obstacles and opposition? Yeah, definitely. So um, I went to William Smith High School and it was a very small school um, and the student body was very um, brown and black, but the teachers were, I think, 90% at least were white um, and there's like a, like one or two um, teachers of color um, and because of that I faced a lot of obstacles um, and I basically what I was dealing with in my school and a lot of students just like me I mean every student there was that um, we kind of knew that like the teachers most of the teachers didn't really care about us and they would just give us like for I remember one year, my junior year, English class, um, the teacher only assigned us one book to read. And that was the entire year. And we did nothing else. Like, we just played games. And he even told us, like, the only reason he even made us read that book was because his teacher assistant was like, hey, we need to get them to read a book or something. So <laughs> things like that were just, like, so rampant. And it really broke my heart. So what I like began with was um, Aurora's Achievers. I designed um, a kind of like a club thing um, that would like run during school where we help the like help our each other um, go to college and get um, extracurriculars and all these things that like you really need to succeed that the school counselors weren't giving us. Um, and yeah, that's where we started. <laughs> 
Well, that's amazing. Um, I also, I went to personally a really diverse school, but it was a pretty white staff. So honestly, it can get really, really annoying trying to deal with them. Yeah. Um, but okay, no, thank you for that. I actually wanted, um, I remember, did you also ever mention doing work with Yaspa? Yes, I did. So I was, I got to um, my junior year, I really like explored a lot of activism and I did nothing like I mean like I was doing activism but like it was I was just more towards myself I didn't do any leadership my junior year and all I did was just learn and the places that I learned were youth celebrate diversity of course um so thankful for youth celebrate diversity <laughs> um and yes but young aspiring Americans for social political activism um those two organizations really made me into who I am like they introduced me to array of activist topics that I had no clue on like I knew something was wrong and I wanted to make a difference but I didn't know what it was and these organizations really gave me the vocabulary to understand what was taking place no that's actually really important I think literacy and um I guess you could just say activist terminology if you want I don't know like is important yeah. because um that's kind of like the the issues you run in with trying to be PC and trying to like be inclusive and using inclusive language um mm -hmm. so when you want to um actually like you know be a leader in your community it's important to learn all those things and a lot of people don't think about that but yeah thank exactly you and like if if you don't learn then and this is like my issue I had this I had a little bit of a pride issue um <laughs> and I like I tried to like, and I really wanted to make a change. Like I was very like anxious to do something. So everything I did kind of like didn't work out at first because I didn't know what I was even targeting. I didn't even understand racism and white supremacy and the school to prison pipeline. All these huge things that have been studied in academia for so long by people of color, I had no clue about, but through YASPA and YCD, I like finally grasped it's like oh okay now I know what I'm doing and now using the knowledge that you've given me I can branch out and be leader. <laughs> no I love that thank you for being honest about that because I totally used to be the same way like I was I knew that I was very passionate but I was also very ignorant uneducated yet so <laughs> I was just like this is wrong but I don't know why it just doesn't feel right you know. <laughs> So yeah. um no that's something I recommend for anyone trying to build a community definitely just doing the 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 learning the work and trying to mm -hmm. actually learn how to be way more inclusive um and at least for the whatever goal you're trying to reach like learn about like for me I always say um try to find a mission goal first and that mm -hmm. way you can actually figure out what the the point of this you know club is mm, but yeah. I remember you talking about you working with your principal um about some change mm -hmm. in your school can you talk a bit more about that yeah, so we first got started with, um, I didn't really think that I was strong enough to handle the racism in the faculty. So I wanted to, with Aurora's Achievers, try to solve the problems they've created on my own. Um, and that's kind of like a flawed like, mindset, because like, I should be able to like, address these really heavy things. And I mean, I don't blame myself, but it's like, you know, like the stuff needed to be addressed. Like I couldn't as a student fix everything. So um, at first I was trying to fix everything. And I went to my principal, my vice principal and our dean. Um, and I set up a meeting with them. And I did this with three of my friends. Um, their names are David, Jasmine and um, Malia, sorry. <laughs> and they, like, I just want to mention them because they're incredible. And I just didn't do it by myself. I, I had 
my community with me <laughs> um, and with them, we went to the principal and we told her the issues that we saw. We had like a little sideshow. We were prepared <laughs> and we like presented like the problems that we've seen. Um, and then we let her know that like, we're not saying we're going to solve this because there's a lot of issues at the school that aren't even our fault <laughs> and we can't even address. Um, but here's like a solution that we founded and what our solution was Aurora's Achievers. And in Aurora's Achievers, I wanted to prioritize equity. So um, we, I demanded that the school give us a time slot in the school day to do this work because we shouldn't have to fix their issues on our own time. Like we're already hurt by them. <laughs> so our oppressors don't get to benefit off of free labor. Um, so I demanded time and then I demanded pay too. For leaders, I don't really remember the exact number, but at least for the four of us, I demanded the same amount of pay each semester. And they said, for the pay, we have to think about it just because of our budget. But everything else, we agree. And we are eager to see the change that you're making. So, yeah, we got started with that. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Honestly, like, I feel like we're all way too intimidated to even ask for pay as students, you know, because it's like, you just don't think it's like the audacity of you to ask for money, you know, but honestly, like, that's something that I think everyone should really, you know, that's something that's really frustrated me, you know, over time, over my high school career of doing a lot of different kinds of equity work, whether it was on a school level or district level, is that it wasn't always the case, but there were a lot of times where I could sense, and I also knew when it was just, like, people using Overland kids as, you know, mm -hmm. the poster kids for diversity since we're such a diverse school. Um, we have no funding. We have very limited resources. I know we have the STEM building. People love to say that, which is great, but it's not all you need to make a school, you know, right. uh, more okay. accessible for everyone's, you know, interests and needs. Um, but it's it, Overland does the best that they can. That being said, though, when people ask for our voices and then don't actually use them or listen to them it's so it's like a slap in the face because I feel right. like I personally am not doing this for my resume I'm not saying that you shouldn't or you shouldn't try to do things you know to build your career but I personally did all mm. of this straight out of mm. passion I was either asked to do it or I try to find it myself but yeah. I don't like the um the the just the fakeness of it all you know it really does frustrate right. me <laughs> but no that's yeah no, I'm glad you were able to find, because uh, you said you made it into class time, right? And that, mm -hmm. um, and now this pay, was it like, you don't have to tell me exactly like how much, but was it something that was like out of reach? Like, was it something that you don't, is unheard of or what, what was it like? No, it was pretty reasonable. That's what I'm trying to think. I think it was like 250 per semester. Okay. So like, it's not like, like, you know, thousands of dollars, yeah. but I mean, for the four of us, it did equate to a thousand dollar. And they were able to find that in the budget for us. So it was a matter of asking. And I think like you brought up a really good point. Um, and I just like, sorry, I'm writing it down so I don't forget it. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, what you brought up, I really, I think that was a really good point of, I think now, honestly, um, our oppressors are getting intelligent and they recognize that diversity is, is profitable, right? And they know that they want us in those rooms. They want our voice so they could sell it. And they did this to me too because the school was like, hey, so we need you to go back to the students and tell them that the teachers actually love them and they're not racist. Um, and we need you to do it or else like we'll suspend you. But it was like, it was very, like, it was like when I got suspended, um, sorry, we'll cover this like when we go in, but it was a long story. And when I got <laughs> suspended for exposing the racism, they demanded before they suspend me that I go back to the students and convince them that teachers love us and they're not racist. So 
it really clicked to me. And they brought in a black girl to do, like a black woman district's uh, leader to come in and tell me that. So I won't like see the racism behind it. So I really, in that moment, I recognized, damn, like y'all have figured out that we want to be listened to and we want diversity. And instead of using it in how we want it, <laughs> you're using it to oppress us and you're using black voices to oppress us again. So it's really frustrating when that happens. I know I just went on a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. No, thank you so much for bringing that up. That is something that, oh my God, that is so annoying. Like I have tried to talk to people of my own race <laughs> or mm-hmm. people of color, like staff of color that I know know better, but they're seriously mm-hmm. just doing this either for their job or to like keep the peace, whatever that means. And it's yeah. so frustrating because I don't, it's not about like, okay, which side are you on? But it is like, who are you supporting? You know what I mean? Right. You got to think about that. Like, this is a student that is asking for the bare minimum to feel mm-hmm. like there's more equity actually being shown in the school. And I'm now I'm being punished for I've been punished for this stuff before too. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember since middle school, like anytime I would have any sort of like debate or even if it was an argument, it was super like civil. It was not like physical or anything like that or like really out mm-hmm. there. But um, I was the one getting in trouble. I was the one being told that I yeah. was starting issues and that like, this is not a, for a place in school. To do that. And I'm just like, wow, like this is mm-hmm. actually so insane that I have to fight yeah. to be taken seriously and to just literally say my piece. Like, I don't understand why this is so, this is what I've learned, honestly. I, I love how you said like, you know, your our oppressors are becoming smarter. Da, 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 da. I've also learned that a lot of, um, it's not just, okay, so as I'm gonna speak, about it from like a racial perspective but I've noticed Mm -hmm. more often than not a lot of the more like um privileged people whether it's you say they're white straight whatever privileged people in a certain sense in society are way less um confrontational than those of us who aren't and I didn't Mm -hmm. know that until I went to high school and had friends in other schools that were like major like PWIs for example Mm -hmm. they don't ever bring up issues like that's actually an issue I think this is why they're so scared of it is that they're not confrontational at all and in my school when you have an issue you just talk to the person now it could get heated for sure but like you talk you don't just you know ignore it nobody does that so I was really interested in that because I was like people are so used to conforming and being quiet and being told to shut up that it's become part of our culture and that now you are to be punished for not even though free they love to talk about free freedom of speech until it's from a black girl you know so it's really frustrating yeah but no girl you're preaching like I feel like I'm listening to Malcolm X or something like (laughs) you're so I love this yeah I think like one thing you brought up that like also like being punished for um your activism that is so rampant although they'll pretend and nobody will ever like quite like you know outright be like I'm punishing you because you're standing up for yourself like it's they're very like good at like hiding it and like wrapping it in like you know beautiful gift wraps and stuff but you know the only reason I've been able to become who I am and become strong is because I had YCD behind me um Caleb like all the like the mess they dragged me through Oh, Lord. <laughs> they dragged me through so much. And Caleb has been there to, like, no, 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 this isn't okay. As an adult, he's been able to, like, step in for me and say, you're not going to do that. You're not going to treat her like that or else there will be consequences. And I think that's, like, you know, YCD is so important. And, like, it was such a cornerstone for me as an activist. And I really do believe that a lot of more students should be using it. Because once you have a space that allows you to speak freely and then listens and then wants to help you do these things like it's life-changing so y'all please join ycd right now 
I second that. YCD, honestly, I love is very authentic and they really do encourage you to be your authentic self. Like they don't, anytime any of us start to sound like our parents, like every time we have an anxiety of how it is, they're like, nope, this is for you. This is for the youth. Let's mm-hmm. remember that. Like this isn't about be conforming or being palatable, which I really, really love. And that's something I also remember. So I actually love that you brought up your experience because I'm not going to like get into my specifics. I, I This is really more, I really want to get into what, you know, you have to offer and say. But I also remember I went through um, a lot of, you know, lack of better words, just stress um, regarding like racial issues that I was. Now, here's the thing. There are times where I would like stand up for myself, go out of my way to say something. But in this specific instance, I happen to have been questioned about something, not even actually went out of my way. Right. I was questioned about something. But in my eyes, it's like, why would I lie for someone who's causing harm? That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to be honest. I'm going to share my opinion. You do that with that what you will. You know what I mean? I shared my opinion um and there was a a staff member um that was getting in trouble for an entirely different reason that had nothing to do with any other students truly um but uh he was able to spin it as it was me and my friend that um caused he lied on our names said it was something that it wasn't and it caused so much like controversy that I seriously could not talk about it ever because I knew people wouldn't believe me and I know people wouldn't understand what I was trying to like I didn't even actually go out of my way like I was literally just questioned and I was used that's something that I think is so disheartening is to use because I am always trying to not be in a victim mindset like I'm like no like you know I'm I'm strong to the work whatever but then I remember I was a kid okay like I'm a kid just voicing my opinion and you're actually going to use me a whole child right um as collateral damage for an issue that had nothing to do with us because you don't want to take accountability and so it caused me a lot of anxiety I honestly started to really second guess myself when I would speak up about anything and honestly it was something I really didn't feel comfortable talking about ever and I still don't fully but I just have to say like I first of all getting suspended is insane like I don't understand how they were able to get like how they're able to suspend you I want to ask a bit more about that if you're okay with that I don't want to move on from yeah. this yet because I really love that you brought that up so for, for the suspension other than them saying you had to go apologize which you didn't do right but how mm-hmm. long was the suspension what did it feel like and what do you think it like you took away from it um after yeah so like just to give you like a little background um on that so I held like a little town hall um uh between two district administrators, the principal, and a bunch of students. And I surveyed a lot of students um, and I got their stories of the race incidents that happened. Their names were redacted um, and I shared those stories. And after the town hall meeting, um, I posted those stories up around the school. Um, and, you know, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, just just from the perspective of like, as like a grown up um, and as an activist now, I think maybe that wasn't the best idea just because the teachers felt attacked immediately after when they saw their names posted up and stuff. And I didn't really process it. Like I didn't think that, I didn't think it through, you know, like I was just a kid and I was just trying to do my best. So um, I didn't have all the answers, my bad. Um, And I did that. And after that, they called me in so like immediately after so I uh, that semester I was taking college classes and I didn't have classes in my high school but I was still like a high school student and um, I was still like involved in clubs and stuff so slowly what they tried to do was the principal tried to like kick me out without me knowing <laughs> so she tried to be like hey it's like why are you even like hanging out here like you can like 
not come like it's so fun not being here <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about like this is my community these are my people like why would I leave the school um I'm not about to do that and and then she's like okay fine and then the next day she came back with a black woman um from the districts and she had the black woman do it she was like I'm just gonna step out you guys talk though you guys get friendly <laughs> and then I thought we were just talking like it was literally crazy um and like I literally just like started like talking to her about like what's been going on and she told me that she's like an equity worker it turns out when we did research later with Caleb she was actually a behavioral like she's she's basically the district's person that works with troubled kids and like yeah so apparently I was a troubled kid um and she started like talking she was like so tell me what you did and I was like okay and then I started telling her and then she's like why would you do that so like she started like interrogating me and I was so confused and then she got me in a way to oh my god this is hard y'all um it was really traumatizing honestly it was a very traumatizing experience but she I told her I was like I'm willing to do anything for my community and these kids at this school I love them so much I want the world for them and I'm going to bat for them um and then after I said that she used it right back against me she's like okay so you care about them so if you care about them then we're gonna suspend you for nine days go tell them to be friends with the teachers and you apologize for exposing teachers if you care about them then if you don't care don't do that but if you care then you have to do that and I was just like wait what and like she really manipulated me in that moment and she got me to like agree to the suspension um and I was like okay I guess um and then I got like so for nine days I was basically banned from the school and if I stepped on the school property they were gonna call the cops um and I was gonna get a ticket yeah so it was a full suspension but they like didn't file it as a suspension because legally you can't even do that um so after they threatened me I was very confused and I contacted Caleb after and I told him what went on and Caleb was just shocked and he told me yeah so she wasn't really being your friend actually um she wasn't there to help you she was trying to kick you out and like he basically like as an adult exposed what was going on to me and through Caleb like I'm so thankful that he came in oh god is good for that but Caleb connected me to this really powerful lawyer um who works in um in you know racial justice with schools and stuff he's the one that actually did the Elijah McLean case um so he's very like prominent in his field um and with him basically uh the law firm emailed the districts and wrote them an email saying um do not suspend this girl <laughs> or else we'll sue I mean it wasn't even like I was sue so it was just like why did he even def- like suspend her and immediately like the school took back everything and they were like yeah we would never do that like we never even said that she's making it up blah 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 and they tried to gaslight me <laughs> but like at least like they took it back and I was able to come back to school after <laughs> whoa can I that's a lot like that is so (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so sorry you had to go through that genuinely that is not anything I would wish on anyone because especially as a kid it really does scare you from trying to just be yourself and stand up for what's right like you're actually scared that your future will just go away but Mm -hmm. no that oh my god can we talk about that because I I was really fortunate that during a lot of my issues I had a female black principal that was very educated and constantly bad for me like she was always um on my side when she rest in peace um and she was just such a good good like she was like my school mom you know what I mean like she just was always protecting me and she knew every kid she was making sure everyone was seen and even when she um because she unfortunately passed when our uh we had 
um, a new principal come, but she was also um, a black female staff member from um, admin. So she became the principal and she was also believed in the previous principal's work. And she was just, honestly, I'm being real with you. If I didn't have some staff that supported me the way I needed them to support me, I don't know where I'd be truly because mm -hmm. I, it's a really scary experience being told all these lies and being intimidated and manipulated mm -hmm. as a kid and saying that your, your future's on the line if you don't shut up and conform. It's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. And it's not okay mm -hmm. because- it's it's one thing to already have to deal with all these situ like issues as a black student and then another thing to be told to shut up about every single experience you have like it's actually insane and i i just can't believe they were able to actually tell you like incorrect information like they were actually able to to, to say they could do this and do that when they couldn't and so yeah. do you know did he did the a lawyer um ever explain how they were able to do that or if that's even something that's common at all or something that people yes. should look out for so it was very difficult. Like, he was also confused, too, because it was like, what the hell is going on? Am I suspended or not? And we were really, like, confused. But I think she just lied. I don't think I was actually suspended. It was just that she said I was suspended and then um, never even filed it. So if I stepped on the property, they couldn't call the cops because officially I'm not suspended. And it was really crazy because the fear mongering, when you brought that up, like, they actually threatened my college. Like, they were like, so you're going to San Diego State, right? And that's your dream school? Okay, well you know, if you get suspended, they're not going to let you in. Like, they can resend that. Like, they'll take that away. And, like, they went in on me. Like, they were not, because, like, they saw, like, the potential I have. And we are so powerful, y'all. Like, these people really don't want us to see our power. But, like, youth can change the universe. Like, it's not even just the world. Like, we, we can do anything. And they are scared of that. So they're willing to say and do anything. That's why I emphasize spaces like YASPA and YCD. Like, if you're an activist, immediately join these places because without them, you're going to be so scared. Like, as a child, like, you're not even aware of, like, if they're, like, I didn't know they were manipulating me. I thought they were actually on my side. So, like, when we finished that convo, I was like, okay, thank you, guys. Like, <laughs> I was smiling and stuff. So, I really, like, I was naive and, like, I needed an adult. Like, you know, I had Caleb and then another mentor, a Black teacher in my school that, like, told me, like, this is what's going on and, like, really showed me, like, the truth so yeah mentors are so important in this field <laughs> no I remember earlier you, were, you mentioned something I really like wanted to touch on you were talking about saying like sorry I don't have all the answers to everything right um and mm -hmm. I was like that's something that like we need to really just sit with because these adults expect us to understand everything about like critical race theory and every history and all, all we know is that this is wrong we don't like it and it could be better you know what I mean like exactly. we're still students we're still young we're still learning we're not even close to reaching our potential you know what I mean mm -hmm. like this is just us doing what we think needs to be done because unfortunately the adults in our lives just don't seem to care enough so we feel yeah. like it's responsible for us to do it but I really like you brought that up because it's also another thing of like especially with black kids like the way people just make make us like uh they what's the word I can't think of it um they treat us like adults as kids right like they mm -hmm. treat us like think of the amount of like black boys I got so like even my own brother would get in trouble all the time for no reason simply because he had ADHD and was black you know what I mean or because yeah. he couldn't focus he couldn't always keep up he was insanely smart and doing really well but it's just because he wasn't palatable enough for these people they couldn't understand right. him enough that um because of that now it's an issue where his hyperactivity and just passion is thought of as like aggression I talked about this in the mental health episode but the reason I'm bringing it up now is because that's a lot of the reasons like you know 
black kids get into so much trouble even when it's like no like if you were to say I got suspended I'm not gonna automatically think you did actually do something wrong I'm gonna first ask you okay what did you actually like do okay because yeah just they the the school to prison pipeline is real and constantly trying to get kids in trouble and constantly trying to get something on their record is going to hurt them so your understanding of the situation should first begin with trying to solve it and trying to actually understand what's happening before you just start getting people in trouble because it's causing a disruption like this is how I know a lot of these staff don't actually care about educating anyone they literally this they're just doing it for the money because had you cared you would I only had a few teachers that would actually like listen to me and sit me down to understand what was happening and try to help me. And I, I'm just so sick of teachers not even doing the bare minimum, you know? Yeah. You know what? Oh my God. That is such a great like point that you brought up. I like, I'm a like a neurodivergent black girl. Right. And I struggled a lot um, in school because I was just a kid and they expected so much like I really just want to give little me a bigger hug like she's trying her best and y'all are out here going for her neck like can you just chill like and it's so crazy like even in this like instant of like I'm already doing so much like I already like I didn't even realize that like how incredible like my work has been so far until like I got the YCD Youth Activist of the Year Award and like there I really processed it's like wait I did good enough because how they made me feel was that I let them down and and, like the teachers hated me the principal was mad at me the students felt like I failed them somehow because they convinced like the teachers like talked me to the students so like they turned them against me and then like I really felt like a failure after that but now I'm thinking it's like bruh just give me a break I'm doing my best and like I'm doing so much already can you do the bare minimum of like being understanding like just be a decent human being and I think as activists like it's such a demanding field like as an activist you will like and every activist will tell you this like it's so demanding but I think some people are just called to it that like we don't have an option right like we're meant to be activists that's why we're here and when you're going on this journey of activism especially as a youth give yourself grace bro like you're changing so much you're doing such incredible work and you're changing your community and you deserve to rest you deserve to appreciate your work and you deserve to just be you (laughs) like still be a kid like you're still like young you're still in high school like you're not this you know, 50-year-old doctorate holding, like, Angela Davis type, so still live your life, be wild, like, be ratchet, that's what I, like, also, like, I learned, too, like, be who you are, be a baddie, and don't let them talk about you, like, you know, don't let them bring you down to yourself, at least, like, let them do whatever they want on their own time, but, like, do not let their bullshit come into your head. (laughs) I couldn't agree more, I think one of the biggest things that a lot of, um, whether it's just students of color or like student activists do is that they they feel like in order to actually get what they need to get done, they have to be respectable, aka palatable, aka change themselves to, you know. It, honestly, that was something like for me that I used to think because I grew up, so I was like 
in those kind of like gifted and talented like pathways or like certain classes certain schools whatever and you know it wasn't something that like totally made my entire identity it was definitely something that um, had a big impact on me though because of the already the pressures of being first generation American in China you know be perfect mm-hmm. and all that but yeah. it's also because I felt like if I want to do what I want to do I can't be thought of as obviously this is like kind of a corny word but like 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 Mr. Mosby used to be like hoodlums you know what I mean like I can't be thought of as somebody that you know only causes trouble because nobody's gonna believe a word I say and that's just something I think is totally insane that I even have to I'm a kid like I don't have to take all these things so serious like let me let me have fun like you said let's get ratchet like it's not that deep I just I don't understand why we have to be like I love that you brought up the Angela Davis thing because we're not like you know um out here doing like God's work we're just people you know what I mean we're not God like it's just but I want to say I I hope you feel very proud of yourself because a lot of the stuff you just talked about that is not easy and as somebody who's been through similar things like that oh my god oh my god the anxiety the the fit, you start to really start second guessing yourself. You start to wonder if you are the problem. Like, and it's just the worst cycle and loop. And I hate, I would not wish anyone. So you ins- insanely inspired me. And I, and I personally want to continue to do that kind of work. I don't think you should ever stop genuinely. Thank you so much. And oh my God, like I, this is why like, it's so important to like be connected with people like you, like, you know, activists in the field too, because that means so much to me. And like, it's like, so like, it's like water to my soul to hear that you think like you an incredible like activist and this like amazing human being like find me inspiring like it's such like a weird thing to even think about but like that's why like community is so important so before you go out and be an activist just be in the community and just have connections and then friends and then from there build up your activism No, like you said earlier, when you said my community came with me and you mentioned your friends, Mm -hmm. that's something I talk about all the time. Like communities not have to be some big classroom full of people. It's literally just whoever is on your side. That's all like people who want to bat for you. No, honestly, I think that um, for a lot of people, um, it's just I don't know. Sometimes I feel kind of like lonely, too, when I like talk to some people that might agree with what I'm saying, but don't do it, which is not something they shouldn't have to do. This is not something I think is your responsibility. If anything, you should be able to just exist. You know, you shouldn't have to do activism work you don't want to do. But it does start to feel um hard when like for example I wonder if if you we could even kind of make this something that people can also um like opposition on a very lower social level not even just school and district like let's say you're in a conversation right and um you let's say you're in a college conversation now as you know like college is insanely big you know university is big there's all different kinds of people from different walks of life that you'll meet and it's gonna be like as somebody for me like I am from a diverse city but I'm about to go to a PWI and it's a lot of stress for me like I'm really really genuinely stressed out about it because yeah. I also came from a diverse school so I've been to PWIs before but not for too long and I didn't have a good experience <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be open-minded I'm trying really really hard to navigate that but my question is how do you think you can even do that on like um in a conversation where let's say somebody says something so out you know out of left field super out of pocket just you know problematic how do you um also deal with like opposition in that sense like how do you navigate that yeah that's a really good question and honestly I think like and I learned this from Miss Crystal from Yaspa um she really like watered my soul and like you know she brought in like the human part of like activism and like the healing aspect of it and something I've learned about uh, from her is she has this phrase um it's not my burden to carry so now when people bring their books 
to me. It is not my burden to carry. And as an activist, I'm not mandated to argue with them and change their mindset and, you know, have them become an activist now. Like, that's not my job. I know my activism is going to be around education. I want to, like, get my degree in ethnic studies, become a professor. That's what I'm doing. So if other people are bringing BS, I'm not dealing with that. Like, I, that's, that's, uh, I'm not God. Like, <laughs> I ain't here to fix everybody and every single issue. So I think you really need to protect your energy because I spent in high school, I spent so much effort. Like, I'm talking 80% of my effort trying to convince others to, like, be not racist <laughs> and, like, trying to, like, teach them these things and stuff. But, like, God, nah, screw that. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing that. That's not my job. Like, you're not even paying me. So I know what my activism is going to be. And anything outside of that is not my burden to carry. <laughs> I really, really love that you took that, you know, route instead. Because a lot of people will also be like, well, oh my God, no. This is actually, see, everything you're saying is just really resonating with me. It's like, you know, <laughs> low-key triggering because I'm just like, oh my God. Like, let me tell you. But like, no, I remember a lot of times, um, even my own, I had... So I had my, my my black friends from my high school, but then my middle school was like pretty, pretty white. So um, they said it was diverse, but it was like white and then like a lot of Asian people. And then after that, it was like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, to me, it was not as somebody who's been to diverse schools, but I had black friends in those PWIs getting mad at me sometimes for saying stuff because they're so used to holding their tongue and they're so used to being like, mm-hmm. dude, like, just, you know, it's not that deep. Like, you know, shrug it off. Like, it's not serious. Yeah. And every time I would do something, they were like, um bro like why are you starting stuff or um bro like uh this isn't that or this whatever I honestly seriously thought like I actually started to think maybe I'm delusional like I was like maybe I'm only seeing this for a reason and you know they're always being like uh leave it alone but it wasn't for the reason of protect your peace protect your energy it was genuinely to not start issues which I think intention is so important because I also have the same people some other people with the same kind of like you know vibe be like um why don't you just educate them and I'm like it's not my, I'm not a professor. I'm not a, a walking human encyclopedia. Okay. Like I don't have time to teach every single white person I meet day to day about basic racism. Like I just can't yeah. do this. Like I'm exhausted as is trying to deal with Eurocentric beauty standards, you know, being scared of the police. Like think of any kind of issue regarding around race. I'm already thinking of it. Like I don't need to do this anymore. My thing is people will also be um a little, I guess mad when for, for me I'm gonna be real with you I come from confrontational parents therefore I am a little confrontational okay so mm-hmm. I grew up learning that if you had an issue you kind of just voice it you know so if somebody in my you know circle or group at the time would say anything problematic you know I would respectfully be like oh it's not cool and then you know if they're like why I would educate them because they're in my circle but if they cause more issues about that I would they would be like oh you're just trying to start issues not that deep it's not that serious and then I'm like why are you making jokes about low like that are such low shots why are you making jokes that you know have to be you know not inclusive why are you doing things that like I can take a joke I'm not somebody that thinks you have to say the right words all the time and some people are just genuinely ignorant because they are but I'm also really sick of being scrutinized for simply trying to educate somebody or not or you know somebody being like well why won't you tell me at the end of the day bro you know and I'm I, I'm just really tired of having this conversation of like what I'm supposed to do when I'm the one being affected, you know, like it's exactly. just, no, I'm really glad you said that. I also wanted to touch on, um, what's it called? I know some people um, also don't really know how to go about um, making that change. So I know you told me like, 
what happened with some of the principal like with the principal and some of the staff but are there Mm -hmm. any like clear steps or like I guess overall ground rules you would suggest someone take or do to try to let's say if they find a teacher say something really problematic and it really upset people yeah. what is something that you would recommend people do like in a step that's a step? really good question I like actually I was gonna also comment on what you said but I think it ties perfectly with this question um I remember I had this one experience where the, the, the school is just wilding out at this point like there's no excuse for that so they had like different names for like different groups of like there were like four groups of freshmen and then they had different names and I was like turtle dove and then one of them was monkey so we had a white teacher bro I literally witnessed this and it was the most frustrating thing ever a white teacher goes monkeys come here monkeys and then a bunch of brown and black kids started running towards her and I was like what the hell is going on and then I go and like read the poster it's like monkeys were like one of the groups so I was like, I brought this up to like my friends and then they were like, bruh, you're so dramatic. Like you're over-exaggerating, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how? And even I brought it up to the, like the principal and they were like, <laughs> there were turtles. Like, duh, like it's just like um, an animal. Like it's not, we weren't even thinking about that. And like they gaslit me and like made me think I was the problem. And it was very frustrating. So in times like this, this is what I recommend. And this is just like what I've learned. Um, And I know to to go to safe people that like I know are activists they they hold the same values as me and to rant to them or my therapist (laughs) and my therapist is also like anti-racist so like (laughs) you know either way um and I like talk it out because like I think nothing really I mean at least from my experiences nothing good has come from like my anger solely from like I'm angry and I'm gonna yell and stuff so I found that the best plan is to first talk it out or even to myself just like write out my feelings and then once I process those emotion brainstorm a few things that I want to do and then I think about like should I do this and then also I also consider how much am I already giving to activism and how much energy am I already investing into my passion do I even have the time and space to deal with this issue and for that issue honestly like I was already dealing with a lot with the school so I said I can't I can't deal with it and it's not my problem to deal with it's not my burden to carry so i let that go but in other things like with um the aurora's achievers i took that as like no i want to do something so i took like even planning out aurora's achievers took me about like two weeks so i met with a bunch of different like activists and like really took a lot of notes and was really meticulous and like designing it so it could be successful so it's really like my advice is like before you do anything like give yourself the space to your hurt and like explore that hurt and heal from it and then your activism grows from your healing no honestly I really really um uh, agree with everything you said I think we often forget the part where we actually have to take care of our mental health because mm-hmm. we're like you know so used to you know it could be like something we're told but it could also be something that is part of our cultures that we grew up in and a lot of BIPOC communities don't preach for mental health we talked about this in another episode but it becomes hard to feel it's okay to be victim sometimes you know what I mean like I'm not saying you should always have a victim mindset I'm not saying that you have to actually label yourself as one all the time but if in a certain situation you are a victim it's okay to be that because you don't have to always be so strong and be like oh it doesn't affect me this is something but whatever it is hard to deal with these things if anybody waters it down and acts like oh you're just it's not that deep you're just you know crying over nothing well I mean 
that's just something they didn't they don't won't understand and also i've actually met people where they were really ignorant as, as kids because we're kids i also remember that i'm not too hard on all the students my age because i also understand right. that we all take different time to understand certain things but um later on in life then they find this passion for activism then they find this this understanding of why certain things are wrong and right and i really like that you brought up therapy because my therapist she is a white woman but she is also really really educated in a lot of you know you know things regarding race so i'll be saying something and she'll be like yeah well you have to understand like you know your culture was also um you know has preaches hustle culture because of colonialism things like that you know what i mean mm. so i really recommend that if anyone wants to do these things and make change happen that you like you said has a really strong support system whatever that looks like because god like you really need it i'm not joking <laughs> but, um, i think capitalism and our culture recognizes that equity is profitable so instead of doing any of the work themselves they're putting the burden on us and they're like yeah you have to solve it go ahead go educate them go start clubs go do this go do that and no 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna like allow capitalism into our activism like <laughs> no thank you but absolutely not i'm going to do my activism after i heal from the trauma that you've caused i will decide if i even want to do anything but i owe you nothing like i owe this world absolutely nothing after all you did for me now i have to fix it absolutely not so give me like you know like understand that like it's trauma like when you face racism like racism is trauma and it's you face it every single day so give yourself as much space in, as you need like it took me years to like really and even to this day like i'm still dealing with the trauma of being a black girl in school and like how much how difficult and traumatizing that was so like if you don't heal like nothing will good nothing good will come out of your activism and your activism will actually burn out really quickly because instead of healing you've opted to do more work so you're gonna burn out quickly so really prioritize your mental health like you said and um heal and then your active room <laughs> i really really believe that um it's just hard like even for example my mom came home last night with a story about a racist encounter she had and it really ruined her day which i i'm not gonna lie i was a little taken aback because my mom and dad are so used to racism now that mm -hmm. they constantly tell me to shrug it off you know what i mean like they're like whatever like i don't care even if i probably know deep down they do like they at least say that but this time like she was very open about being upset by it and in that situation when she was dealing with somebody that I'm not going to like get into all the specifics, but point is, is that she was dealing with someone who was a supervisor for a different business um, close to hers. Um, and when they were having issues um, between those businesses, like, uh, and it was their fault, like the supervisor's fault, she was trying to just figure out what, what was happening. Um, and he's just like totally ignoring her, yelling at her, telling her she's not, he's not going to do anything about it, go away, whatever. And my mom, like, I'm not surprised. She's, she's very much this kind of woman. She was like, put, she's like in her act, she's like, put your hand down, like, treat me like a human being like I'm respecting you respect me and she was like I know he thought that just because I was black African with a hijab and I'm short that you know I'd be too scared because I had an accent I would have she's like I don't even care if I didn't speak a lick of the language I would still go off on him and so I was like oh yes like I love when yes. I, I love seeing my parents do that because to me I don't I expect nothing less because it's not fair to be walked all over on and then get exactly. in trouble 
for saying your piece. So that's why me personally, growing up, my parents definitely would get mad. And you'd be like, let me, why are you always in trouble? Like, why? Like, they're like, can't you just, like, just go to school and keep it pushing? And then, but they wouldn't really get too mad because they did understand that in certain situations, like, I had to say something, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, honestly, I'm, like, learning so much. And, like, I think right now what I've learned is that feminism is you existing as yourself and then when somebody tries to step on you you step right back out <laughs> you like that's why like we find Megan and Beyonce so empowering because they don't mess around like you're not gonna mess with Megan and like walk away like <laughs> you're gonna get stepped on so I'm really like I'm empowering myself because like as a black girl I was really told to shut up like my entire life until like college nobody really like listened to me everybody's just like bro you just caused too much trouble and pushed me off and like never gave me space to like exist and so now like I'm learning like I have to stand up for myself and I will like I love myself enough to do that so yeah do not be playing games with them okay like you give them back the same crap they give you No, I'm, I love that you brought up Megan because I think it's so fitting because of everything happening with the Tory Lanez trials right now. Mm-hmm. This is a clear example of how a Black woman defended herself. That's all. Mm-hmm. She didn't even, she, she actually specifically said she, in the beginning, she didn't tell the police. In the beginning, she didn't do anything because she didn't want them to shoot first and ask questions later. She also yeah. didn't feel personally safe with them. But then the minute she speaks out about the incident where she was shot, right? Um, not only um, did a, many, many people not believe her, but there were already rappers dissing her and saying she was lying in their own albums and songs. And it's just insane to me that there's like, this is a clear um, example of what happens with opposition of like being yourself, mm-hmm. standing up with for what's right and then um literally being shut down and this was like crazy because this was such a clear-cut case to me yeah. I literally never thought this would actually be a debate I genuinely did not think it could be a debate but you know somehow it was so um no I I think while you protect your mental health whatever that looks like just don't allow yourself to be walked all over on don't let life right. happen to you because unfortunately yeah. not many people will look out for us as the underprivileged you know what I mean yeah so- and like as a black woman especially like and as like people of color I really recommend before you step into these places mentally prepare for resistance and they're gonna like push back like you know racism isn't gonna be like oh my god my bad like let me just leave like it's like I'm here to stay like this is you know hundreds year old institution like um yeah like institution I don't know like white supremacy is like a hundreds of year old um oppressor um and it's so prevalent in every single aspect of our society so it's you're going to face backlash and if you're a person of color if you're a black woman especially they will come for your neck and you know that's why like i really recommend if you like you're not like especially i don't know like you need like some point of like i like uh, resistance and you need to know who you are and not take from that like stand up for yourself and it's so hard to say I know like I it's easy to say but so hard to do but I think that's why like community is like here to support you this like podcast is here to support you there's so many resources make sure you equip yourself with defense before you step into this space no I I really I'm glad you brought that up there's actually um it might these might already be answered throughout the episode, but I hope um, we can still get to them. No, I everything you just said is leading us to the questions we were getting um, about um, the topic around um, opposition and like how to deal with it. Um, so some of the questions we have, um, the first one was, do I have any rights as a student? 
And I actually did, I, I went further just to make sure, but um, I, I already knew you did, but guess where I learned that from? YCD. Like, yeah. I that, um, you celebrate diversity. I remember when we had one of the conventions, the first convention uh, conference, I mean, um, I ever went to, um, one of the workshops I did was students' rights, right? And it was somebody, I believe, from the ASL, ASLU, ACLU um, telling us about students' rights and how they work, but you have rights as a student. Like, you know, teachers and principals can't just do whatever they want to you. Like, there are definitely clear right. rules that you can bring um, to defend yourself. So um, exactly. I personally don't know all of them, obviously, but I would really recommend looking into those. But please go ahead. That That's... Yeah, I, that's a really good point. I think I, I honestly only found out about my rights when I got suspended. And then in the lawyer's office, they were like, well, there was a law passed that like, they can't even do that. Well, like, like, you know, they had like their evidence. They had like a bunch of lawsuits already that stated that you can't even suspend students for just stating their minds. Like, <laughs> there's so many. And then even though my like ethnic studies class and my political science class, those were where I learned it. So like school's not going to teach you your rights. You yourself have to go out and find them. Okay. Yeah. The next question was, what if my teacher uh, threatens my grade? Why don't you take that, take that one first? <laughs> That's a really scary one. And I've actually had, like, I remember once I earned an A and then the teacher really disliked me and we had gotten to, like, she created an issue. Like, it wasn't even, like, an issue. Like, she made an issue happen and then gave me a B. Um, and that really, like, hurt because it was, like, dang, you could really manually change my grade. And I was in ninth grade when this happened. Um, and it was very, like, heartbreaking that even my work could be altered because you don't like me. Um, what I would say to little me um, is do not let that shit happen. You have rights, like they can't just be like, I dislike you, so I'm gonna change your grade. Like how should, like, I don't even know if there's like laws to protect us, but like, I really wish at the time I knew about YCD because YCD is such like a resource of like, you can come in and like bring in all your issues and like, they'll really help you like gain, um, you know, like understanding of it. And like, as an adult, like, I mean, like YCD as an organization has a lot of resources. So I wish I brought it up to YCD. And even if YCD wasn't able to like help me, there's so many other like organizations that are here to fight for your rights. Um, and I recommend that if this does happen to you, reach out to those organizations. Don't let that happen. <laughs> No, I was going to say, number one, don't let it happen. Like, don't, don't, don't accept it. That's not, that is not okay. That's not acceptable. I totally, um, that's been a fair mind for sure. Like, I was very scared. But luckily enough, most of my issues were with, like, honestly, with me, I was careful about it for sure. I was definitely careful around it. And for me, a lot of the issues are more admin, maybe staff that wasn't my teacher at the time or currently ever going to be my teacher. Um, but that is something that's a big that's the biggest reason most people don't want to do any of this is because it's like this is my grade this is my future I can't play with it right and honestly I don't blame you I understand where that anxiety is coming from I'm never gonna really tell somebody it's your duty to do this it's not your duty it's not even it's something you shouldn't have to do but um I'm glad you said that the last question though was how do you deal with the anxiety of confronting many people with opposing views trying to trust yourself more I feel like that's that's something not enough people say is you know you know and, you know, obviously you can, you know, trust in God, trust in whatever, you know, uh, spiritually like helps you get through the day, what, whoever's around you for like, you know, direct physical support. But I also think people don't talk enough about trusting yourself because it's so easy to start thinking that you're not enough or that you are a problem or that you have anger issues when you're seriously just, you know, voicing your concerns. 
And I think for me, one of the biggest things that's helped me get through so many of the traumatizing events that have happened in my life was just mm-hmm. to know that I know I'm in the right or else I wouldn't have said this or done this because I'm already an anxious person as is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do things to go out of my way to cause more anxiety. I do it because I know I have to. Like, I feel a need to do it. Um, I have to remind myself why I did it. I have to um, make sure that I still view myself as a person and not a, a, a problem maker or, you know, somebody that mm-hmm. causes problems because often times like when you're around enough people they will make you feel like you are a snowflake or you um are a social justice warrior or whatever and it's not the case yeah that's all I have to say what do you what do you want to say that's I mean you made such great points um I just like the one thing I'd have to so for me from my experience um I have an anxiety disorder and it's really difficult for me to even like talk to regular people, let alone powerful people that disagree. So what I do was meticulously plan. Like this is, I think everybody like has a different way to deal with their anxiety. But for me, I had the, like my agenda. I knew exactly what I was going to talk about. I knew my facts. I knew like planning it out made me feel like, okay, like, he, you know, I have like the foundation of this and then I can build on it and share my experience and, go on but if I ever get scared or if like I'm ever intimidated like I have like my information to fall back on I have my facts I have my plan so that helps a lot I actually forgot to mention I'm so glad you brought that up it's document everything okay like I'm gonna tell you right now like that's something I had to pick up to like do I had to make sure I had all the facts now I didn't always write it out but I did make sure I was keeping like a mental note of everything happening everything that was said so things that also you could improve um were Mm. wrong because like I proved it was right right but I would say like one thing I'm stressed about is going and meeting a professor that's just gonna make my life hell like honestly like I'm so scared because I'm trying to really take advantage of being in a a space and a very privileged space at that because college is not cheap okay but like um being in a space where I can actually have open-minded discussions and I can actually say my piece and we can learn from each other but mm-hmm. oftentimes you just get shut down by anyone who thinks you're too radical that's a really good point actually like and then one thing I so yeah do like whenever you're talking to these people don't do it in person because like in person you can't prove it so email them and then their response you can document that and prove it and then also in college um so much better girl oh my god we don't have to suffer no more because there are actual systems in place to make sure that like they can't do that like they have to adhere by their syllabus they can't just change your grade like there's it's very structured and then at the end too you get to tell them and their boss exactly how they did so there's that incentive for them to not be but like even because like, i had like a professor that was just like just like for no reason and um the thing is he couldn't fail me because like I did do my work so like he had to pass me and then also he had to read my review of him and his boss read my review of him and they read they read my story so you don't have to fear that like anything like high school and below or like really scary times because you're just a kid and you don't really know what's going on so it's very intimidating you don't understand you can stand up for yourself you know like and then they also like minimize you a lot and they don't give you space but like in colleges they don't mess like that so it's better (laughs) it gets better thank you thank you so much for saying that that honestly makes me feel better anyone else who's listening because that was a such a stressor for me but no you're absolutely right um those are all of our questions um I really really enjoyed today's conversation and I'm so glad you were able to get on to talk about it I don't think anybody else could have done it better than you truly but um thank you so much and I really just hope you know everything ends up being better and that you don't have to deal with this as much anymore um and yeah 
Thank you so much. It was really honestly rewarding and healing to like talk about it because <laughs> I feel like there's not too many spaces where you can just share your experience. So thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider donating to support this work by youth activists across the country. Visit ycdiversity.org to make a donation or to get involved. For more information and updates, check out YCD's Instagram and TikTok at YCDiversity along with our website. 